they delivered once again. The Ref Army in the 918 runs deep, and we already have several members here at Smitty's Garage and Beer here in Tulsa. Uh, 7104 South Sheridan. We're going to be here until 6 p.m. Let's go. It is Tulsa Day, the third annual Tulsa Day, as we get you ready for OU and the Golden Hurricane coming up on Saturday. I mean, I I've been here for an hour. The show just started. John Reinmiller is already here. Mike Blue is already here. Loco Ohio is already here. Gunny is already here as well. So if you've ever wanted to meet these guys, ever wanted to meet Gunny in your life, you got a chance here today at uh, the, the garage, 7104 South Sheridan, Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer right here in Tulsa. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, we got you for the next hour talking OU football recruiting. And, uh, Parker, before you tell us where you're at, um, yeah, I saw your Twitter last night. I saw the highlights last night. I was already drawn in by the name of Legend Bay, but after seeing what a sophomore can do in the open field and how he can shed tackles in the backfield, Legend Bay 2026 athlete has my attention now, sir. Uh, yeah, that boy good, Tyler. And <laughs> it makes all the sense in the world seeing a highlight like that, right, why Emmett Jones offered this kid before he'd ever played a down of high school football. Emmett Jones offered Legend Bay at Texas Tech in June of 2022. Obviously, it took until last week to offer him on behalf of Oklahoma because the process is a little bit more stringent in Norman. But Emmett Jones has seen the potential in this kid, and if you're an OU fan and you want that kid wearing the crimson and cream, it's just refreshing to know that this is yet another example of a dude that your wide receivers coach was exceedingly proactive in evaluating, building a relationship with, and getting locked in with from the get-go. Very few in the industry do relationships as well as Emmett Jones. You've seen this. For instance, the relationship with Grayson Harris goes all the way back to when Emmett Jones was at Kansas. That predates the Texas Tech days. And that was enough in addition to the allure of the prestige at Oklahoma to get Grayson Harris committed. I expect it's going to be much the same with Legend Bay. Man, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. That's the first highlight that I'd seen of Legend Bay that touchdown that you tweeted out last night and honestly man that's kind of all i needed to see i mean like the, the spin move i don't know if that's necessarily a, a lost art in football these days but it looked like he had a free runner they just snapped it if you don't know what i'm talking about again this kid's just a sophomore at mesquite horn okay and they just snap it to him out of the shotgun it looked like there's a free blitzer in the backfield and he just spins shakes him off and runs in for a touchdown it's the it's the only highlight that i've seen parker so it's sometimes, most times, dangerous just to see one play and say, oh, yeah, 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 this kid is elite. But you can just see the athleticism, and I'm sure that's not the only play that we can find or that you saw last night where he shows elite athleticism. The spin move in the backfield, the speed, the athleticism. Um, yeah, get excited about 2026 athlete Legend Bay. Not just the OU offer, he's got other big-time offers as well. I... Um, yeah, I got pretty excited seeing that last night, got to say. Understandably so, man. And obviously he wasn't the only kid out there at Mesquite Horn with an OU offer. Lamont Rogers, the four-star offensive tackle in the class of 2025, that kid is a behemoth on the football field up close and personal, and he's a mauler. And then Markel Ford, another guy that picked up his OU offer last week and was really, really impressive last night. Two interceptions in, in what amounted to a shutout 
for the Horn defense. I say amounted to because the final score was 21-7, to but Arlington's only touchdown in that football game was a defensive touchdown. So the Horn defense pitched a shutout, and Markel Ford was a big reason why. Uh, okay, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Fill it up. They're already, uh, we're already getting questions there. How does Bay compare to a young Terry Bussey? who also plays quarterback but recruited as a wide receiver. So we're already making comps to a guy that's two classes older than him but is a five-star. Is there any comparison here? I think there's a comparison just in, in, in the reality that Legend Bay can do a little bit of everything, and I think the one thing that you look at between him and Bussy uh, that is the most natural parallel is not only the versatility but the elusiveness in the open field. And there is speed to burn, but – I think what everybody is so enamored with as far as Legend Bay is concerned is that ability to just make dudes miss by hook or by crook. And you saw it with the spin move, right? You mentioned it, Tyler. Who does a spin move these days? It's not something you see very often in football. But he's got that in the bag of tricks. He pulled it out last night and route to a 31-yard touchdown run that helped stake Horn to the decisive advantage. Yeah, I think there's there's a bit of Terry Bussey in the way that he plays his game. They're different. They're not the same guy, but uh, both just exceptional, versatile, high-ceiling athletes, and both of them really love Emmett Jones. So that's worth something as well. From the 501 state of Arkansas, bays are better than buses. <laughs> Zane <laughs> says, now remind me who plays for Legend Bay. Just kidding. And Sarks Vodka says, Sarks Vodka says, I'm getting off work at 4 o'clock here in Tulsa. I'll come by if Teddy takes a shot with me. Sark, I can't promise you that. Uh, actually, I can promise you that. Just show up here after you get off work, and we'll make that happen. So, yeah, we are at Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer right here in Tulsa, uh, 7104 South Sheridan, where I'm happy to report, Parker. You told me to do it yesterday, and the text line told me to do it as well. I did it for the first time. I had a sticky finger today for lunch, yeah. and I got to say, <laughs> Let's go. it was the final burger. Dude, we, we live at the garage, man. I Seriously. It was the last burger that I've tried on the menu, and, um, oh, our last hat here. All right, already through the first segment, I've already given away five ref hats. Let's go. Good thing I got a ton of T-shirts and koozies as well. But it's the final burger that I've tried on the menu, and I'm not just saying this, Parker. It may be my favorite now. That, that sticky finger is all, it's amazing, and I've been missing out for years now. I should have tried it earlier. Anybody who knows me knows this. I don't miss when it comes to food. It's accurate. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You're a pretty good food uh, good, pretty good food wreck, I must say. Sooner Steven says, can we get a Gunny future cast live today? I don't know. Gunny, you are you a crystal in the mood bong? to give a future cast live today? A crystal bong live today? We, we may... I think he has one in for Danny Okoye, who Danny Okoye is going to announce in five days. And as I'm looking at the uh, the Friday stories, Parker, about here's the 10 biggest visits of the weekend, I am sure not hearing any mention of Danny Okoye, four-star from Tulsa, right here in Tulsa, heading down to Austin. Maybe, maybe he'll be here in Tulsa tomorrow instead of Austin, Texas. That'd be rather No, telling. No, listen, listen, Tyler. Uh, Danny Okoye will be visiting the Longhorns. He'll be visiting the Chisholm Longhorns up in Enid <laughs> later tonight <laughs> because that's true. that's who his Noah Jaguars are going to be playing. But that, those will be the only Longhorns uh, that he associates with this weekend. 
Britt from Jinx is on my way, guys. Britt, we'll see you here. Can't wait to see you. But, look, I, I don't know how else to say it other than the exact same thing that we've been saying for really since Danny Okoye took that visit for the Arkansas State game. It really feels like, and, and I don't know what the big moment was to really turn him. Um, I think there was that visit four or five months ago that put OU in its best spot possible, but was the single biggest moment of his recruiting cycle that official visit to Arkansas State? It, it's it's definitely got to be one of those. Like, if he commits to OU in five days, is it that visit that we're talking about, or are we talking about the visit all the way back in the spring that really turned Well, okay, the here? visit back in the spring gave Oklahoma a chance. It thrust them very heavily into the race. The official visit at the beginning of this month put Oklahoma in the driver's seat. And that's where they have stayed. Yeah, and this kid's good, guys. I mean, I don't think I have to tell most of you that. 6'5", 225. Um, He's, like, to me, Parker, like 6'5", 225. Physically, he's going to be ready to play. Um, We'll see how many opportunities he gets as a true freshman because I think OU is going to be pretty good at defensive end and edge here for the foreseeable future, the way things are looking right now. But he's, I think it's fair to say that he's going to come in a little bit raw. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that could be an exciting thing. Once you get him with this staff and the measurables and the size, speed, and strength he has, what they can turn him into. Like, I, I, I think Danny Okoye, he winds up at OU. He's got a chance to be, got a chance to be an elite pass rusher, man. He's got all the physical tools to be just that. He does, and despite the lack of competition in the eyes of some folks, that's a top 200 player in the rivals' rankings right now. Uh, number 10 or number nine, I believe, uh, in the weak side defensive end category. So, uh, a guy that's got the ability, a guy that's got the physical ceiling, a guy that's got the work ethic. I just don't feel as though he's had as much of a platform to showcase what he can offer on Friday nights because of that small school competition level, but. There's a reason why Nick Saban offered Danny Okoye. There's a reason why yep. the Florida Gators and the Texas Longhorns and, you know, p- pick an elite football institution. Odds are they offered Danny Okoye. This guy could have gone anywhere, still could go anywhere, but it looks like he's going to be staying home and going to the University of Oklahoma. It's a party now. Diane's here. So Diane showed up. It's a, it's a party now. So we're uh, all having a good time here at Smitty's. Garage Burgers and Beer, 7104 South Sheridan. What's going on uh, where you're hanging out today, Parker? What's what's up uh, across the t- across town? Yeah, so I am out here at Andy B's Bowling and Social here in Tulsa. Andy B's is opening an OKC location here within the next couple of months. So if you're not in green country, if you're not up here in the 918 this weekend in anticipation of attending or at least tailgating for the OU Tulsa game and you can't make it into Andy B's, stay tuned because Andy B's is coming to OKC. Fantastic bowling, fantastic arcade, excellent food from the 85% scratch kitchen here at Andy B's, as well as an outstanding deal for college students who get discounted rates, endless bowling available every single night and coming soon the andy b's halloween pop-up bar so lots happening here at andy b's you can check them out at bowlandybees.com 
And we got a ton of recruiting to get into today. Again, Danny Okoye announcing next week. Midway leader for KREF Recruiter of the Month. Who do we think KREF Recruiter of the Month is going to be now that we're halfway through the month of September? The Athletics got some thoughts on if OU and Texas are SEC ready when it comes to recruiting. We'll hit all that. We'll hit your text as well. Coming up next, right here on The Ref, for the Homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. Tulsa Day, third annual Tulsa Day. The Ref Army in the 918 runs deep. Uh, you guys have been coming out all day long to all of our locations across town. We appreciate that. Can't wait to uh, close up Tulsa Day here from Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer. And then, well, pre and post game tomorrow, we'll be at Chicken and the Wolf just outside of Chapman Stadium. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. Okay, Ref Army locator. Uh, we got, I mean, we got Ref Army members listening nationwide. Duh, it's a Friday before a football game. Blackfoot, Idaho is tuned in. Medfield, Massachusetts, Littleton, Colorado, Wichita, Kansas, Evansville, Indiana, Dayton, Ohio, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and let's stay in the 918 for our small Oklahoma town of the day. I believe Okmulgee, Oklahoma does fit the threshold here. Well, so, we have actually determined, I think it was three, maybe four weeks back, we determined that Okmulgee is above the threshold. So, Oh, is it? Got to make Ew, a different man. selection. Okay, well, what, what, do you, what do you think, Loco, Ohio? Slick Oklahoma, says Loco, Ohio. Or Slick, Brian Tulsa. we'll take it. I call him Brian in Tulsa. Uh, that's brought to you by uh, Affordable Door. Affordable Door Company. Get the ultimate door tune-up and maintenance for only $119. And the first people to book this package gets a signed Drake Stoops football. 405-635-9499 is the number to call. That's 405-635-9499. Affordable Door Company. Um, is this pretty easy? Midway leader for KREF Recruiter of the Month. Is this Miguel Chavis's award to lose at this point? I mean, knowing what we know about who is committing next Wednesday, yes, I would say Miguel Chavis is the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, I, could could Beatenbow with Grant Bricks like would that yes, even yes. give him a chance yes. at this at this point? I mean, that as is that I, it? As I've said many a time before, if. If and when Biedenbow locks down Grant Bricks, it doesn't matter what else happens that month unless it's Winery. Bill Biedenbow at that point is recruiter of the month. Yeah, that'd be um, kind of that, that'd be your big piece, not only on on the offensive line, but one of the bigger pieces that you get uh, on in, in, on the offensive side of the ball in this class. So it'd be one of the bigger gets that they've gotten in the twenty four class, and a class that's going to push for a top five ranking. Man, they're in they're in really really hey, good shape right I've, now, especially if they close well. And I feel like we need to acknowledge, I feel, I, have we acknowledged it or have we overlooked this? Ronnie Crimson has officially launched his pursuit of Williams Winery. So if you didn't already feel good about Oklahoma's chances to flip the five-star Missouri commit, just know you now have someone who is quite literally undefeated as a recruiter, the man responsible for getting Phil Pichotti and David Stone to Norman. You have Ronnie Crimson on the case it just got real girlfriends and ronnie crimson the only two things that are undefeated is that what you're telling me just those two things yes ronnie crimson is on equal footing with girlfriends i guess we uh we ou recruiting fans got to root for kansas state tomorrow which that's a i I easily rooted for miami over a and m last week and that worked out well but i've got no issue rooting for kansas state over missouri i'll root for anyone over missouri kansas state included so Let's see if the Cats can go out there to Columbia and uh, go get a big win uh, tomorrow morning. Um, Armando Blunt, we spent about 
20 minutes talking about him yesterday. Uh, elite player in the 2025 class and, what, a few hours after we talked about him. We put Gunny on that recruitment. He didn't have enough time because he committed like four hours after we talked about him, which nice call, man. I, I asked you yesterday, I said, hey, is this the 2025 prospect that we're going to be talking most about? Is this our David Stone for this year's class? And you said, man, I just I don't think so. He's Miami bound. And sure enough, a few hours later, he is Miami bound. Were you surprised at the timeline? Like he drops the top five and then he picks Miami that quickly? Yeah, was I a little surprised it happened that quick? Sure. But, again, the outcome was pretty clearly dictated. I mean, it really was. So I, I guess the question now is, and we knew that David Stone was going to be talked a lot about in this class. We knew williams Winery that was probably going to be the case as well. As we look way too far ahead, who is that 2025 prospect, be it on the defensive line or the offensive side, whatever, that we are going to talk about for the next 12 months? Man, that's a good question. It's, it's hard to say because the rankings inevitably are going to change. For instance, if I had told you at this time a year ago that Williams Winery would be the number one overall target on Oklahoma's board by mid-June, you probably would have looked at me kind of sideways because at that point Williams Winery was outside the top 100 or maybe just inside the top 100 and not somebody that anyone had on their radar at that point as a guy that was going to rise into consensus top five territory by the end of his junior season so inevitably the rankings are going to change the priorities are going to change for this staff the guy i really 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 like and i guess there are a couple of them but two guys from the state of kansas that i think are both going to be top 100 players and high priority guys for oklahoma juju marks at st thomas aquinas and lenexa and Jaden woods at mill valley high school in shawnee Two kids from Kansas. That, that'd be funny, right? Like, I feel like 2023, the 23 class, uh, a lot of Florida influence in that one, maybe more active than OU's ever been in a single class in the state of Florida. It feels like 24, there's been a lot with the state of Texas, which is not unique, obviously. And then as we look forward to 2025, maybe you could be in as much as you've been recently in the state of Kansas. So, I mean, OU has their OU has their areas when it comes to recruiting, and that's not going to change. But depending on where the elite athletes are, they're not scared to not not even necessarily pivot, but you know, go from having its maybe best year ever in Florida to well, there's elite players in the state of Kansas. Let's go have our best year ever in the state of Kansas in 25. Yeah, and I think there are going to be, and honestly, Oklahoma is one of those states, too, where you look at the class of 2025, you look at who comprises it, and you figure, well, this might be one of the best classes, if not the best class that this state has ever seen. Yeah, let's go make the most of it. And for Oklahoma, obviously, the Sooner State is their territory, their dominion. But Kansas, and we've talked about it, Tyler, Sure, Kansas State and the University of Kansas both are on the up-and-up as programs, but when you have the opportunity to drive three hours south and play in the SEC as opposed to the Big 12, that's going to have a lot of sway for a lot of these guys. And Oklahoma stands to benefit, especially when you're talking about the Wichita area and the Kansas City area. Oklahoma is geographically the closest SEC school that is actually worth playing for. 
Speaking of going to uh, different parts of the country, I, I did say a prayer. I said a prayer last night, and I said another prayer this morning uh, for the individual that was thrown into the air uh, by Wyatt Gilmore last night. Uh, Wyatt Gilmore from the uh, state of Minnesota. Oh, oh my gosh. Now, look, I, Wyatt Gilmore definitely had the size advantage on that play, but I, I said a prayer for that kid. I, I hope he's okay mentally, physically, because Wyatt Gilmore in a high school football game last night, blocking down the field, just literally picked up a player and threw him like he was a toddler. Oh yeah, my gosh. If, you, if you haven't seen the clip, I tweeted it out. Treat yourself. Go give it a look, because it's like watching Tom and Jerry, Tyler. It's tough to believe <laughs> another human could pick up another human like that and literally throw him backwards into the air. Man, what a play. What a player, man. That was uh, – I did not expect that on that play. It was, okay, here's Wyatt Gilmore blocking out in front. Let's see what he – oh, my God, he just picked him up and threw him. Are you serious? <laughs> I watched it like five or six times. Yeah, it was – it was, it was very, very telling. So say, say a prayer for that kid if you haven't already. Heck, say two prayers for him. He might need it. Um, some stuff nationally heading into the weekend. The number one quarterback, Bryce Underwood, what in 2025, will be at Colorado this weekend. Sounds like he moved up his visit, which can probably only be good news for CU. But Colorado doesn't have a very highly ranked recruiting class at all right now. But Dion trying to get in on the number one QB in 2025, trying to impress this weekend. What do you think? Well, he's certainly got an opportunity to make a strong impression on a lot of big-time recruits if Colorado keeps winning. And I think the real litmus test is going to be that USC game because at that point there can be no disputing what Colorado is as a football program if they knock off USC. And I get that they get him in Boulder and home field advantage is going to have an impact, sure, but USC is USC. That's a program that played for the Pac-12 championship a year ago. That's a program that has the reigning Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. And I know we all love to bag on Muleshoe. The guy has never lost more than two games in any regular season as a head coach. So USC, under the direction of Riley, that is a program that's going to win a lot of games as long as he is there. Now, will they win championships? Probably not, because they have deficiencies that have to be overcome before they can go from contending for Pac-12 championships to contending for national championships. But if Colorado can knock off USC, that is a statement that the rest of the college football world cannot ignore. And I saw a tweet from Joel Klatt earlier. Joel Klatt, obviously a Colorado alum, and he tweeted out something to the effect of, Deion Sanders has made Boulder the epicenter of the sports world. And it's somewhat true. And he pointed out the yep. fact that, okay, big noon kickoff has been there. Game day has been there. First take was there. The Pat McAfee show was there. There is more buzz in Boulder right now around the Colorado football pro program than there is for arguably any other program, almost inarguably any other program in college football right now. Or the Denver Broncos, which is the big show in town. Colorado's a bigger story than the 0-1 Denver Broncos at this point, which is crazy, man. Um, Texas got a big visit weekend coming up. It doesn't sound like Danny is going to be there, but five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo will be at Texas this weekend. This is a big chance for UT to uh, get in on another five-star in this class. Yeah, and look, Texas missed on Micah Hudson. 
He's going to Texas Tech. He's going to be a sand aggie. So at this point, if the Longhorns want to make a real splash with one of the elite skill position talents in the 2024 cycle, they already have a top three running back nationally committed in Cedric Baxter. So if they want to make a splash at wide receiver the way that they were hoping to with Micah Hudson, and probably to a certain extent still are hoping to, their best chance at this point is to lock down Ryan Wingo. because, we, And we've talked about Wingo's recruitment. It's heavily dictated by NIL. And we know that is an area in which Texas is willing to compete. So you're going to have to sell the kid on an electric offense, an offense that he fits within, sure, but you're also going to have to come with money. So we'll see how aggressive Texas is and can be down the stretch in their pursuit of the top uncommitted receiver left in the country. Well, it's uh, f- Football Friday, OEC Football Friday, which means we got college football tonight. We got college football on Saturday. We got the NFL on Sunday. We got the NFL on Monday night. We got about four consecutive days of uh, football coming up this weekend and on into Monday. And the Garage Burgers and Beer, it's the perfect spot to watch the big game with your buddies. Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you. That's eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you. If you're up here in the 918, and, well, you're just not going to go to the OU Tulsa game tomorrow looking for a fun spot, Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer, 7104 South Sheridan. they got a huge bar area, great TV setup, I'm telling you. This would be a uh, pretty cool spot to watch OUTU tomorrow if you're not going to Chapman Stadium. Uh, Parker, what's going on with you, man? Yeah, I'm out here at Andy B's Bowling and Social here in Tulsa. Location coming to OKC for those that can't make it up to the 918 this weekend. So, Andy B's Bowling, their arcade, their escape rooms, their fantastic food at their 85% scratch kitchen. It's all coming to OKC here in the next couple months. So check out Andy B's if you're up here in Tulsa or if you're down in the OKC area or anywhere else. Check them out at bowlandybees.com. My buddy Mike Blue, who was just here at the garage, he had to he had to get back to work. Um, he says best players from Tulsa in OU football history. Text line, tell, who, who do you think, who's the best 9-1 ever, a 9-1-8-er ever to play for OU football? He says Spencer Tillman, Jimbo Elrod, Tony Casillas, Rocky Kalmus, Patrick Collins, David Vickers, Kiwan Jones, Mac McCoy, uh, Matt McCoy, Corey Callens. Pretty good list right there. 405-651-3439. Text line, tell us who you think the uh, – the best OU football player ever is to come out of the city of Tulsa. We'll get to that and a whole lot more recruiting coming up next right here on The Ref. It's Tulsa Day on The Ref, third annual Tulsa Day for us right here at the home of Sooner fans. Appreciate all the members of The Ref Army coming by each stop today. It has been a ton of fun. We love Tulsa Day. Can't wait for tomorrow as well, pre- and post-game at Chicken and the Wolf. I am at Smitty's. Garage Burgers and Beer in Tulsa, 7104 South Sheridan. Teddy will be here at 3. We'll be here until 6 p.m. as we close out today's uh, festivities. But been a lot of fun, and uh, we, we still got some, uh, some good content for you before we get out of here later tonight. Uh, okay, the Athletics sure has some takes on OU and Texas SEC readiness when it comes to recruiting. So let me read this, Parker, and let's, let's see how we feel about this. The Athletics says, like Texas... Oklahoma has been far and away more talented than the rest of the Big 12, and the Sooners actually turned that advantage into conference championships. But also like Texas, Oklahoma has a long way to go before it can physically line up with Georgia and Alabama on an annual basis. 
The hope for Sooner fans is that Brent Venables is headed in that direction and the steady improvement of OU's recruiting re- results since his arrival make it a rational hope. How do we feel about that uh, short paragraph? I mean, that's about as concise as, and as real as it gets. I don't have any issue with that. Do you? Um, no. I mean, there's there's a lot of references to, to Texas in there, which I, I think is a little bit interesting, but you can't deny that OU does have a ways to go on the recruiting front, and they're off to a nice start here the past couple of years, but are they to the level? Have they developed the depth on the defensive line of Georgia and Alabama? No, they haven't. I, I, I think, you know, in most other places, Parker, I, I think that maybe they're not to that level of Georgia yet defensively, but we're starting to see them really get some high-quality corners in the program, like bodies that y- you want at that position. I think of Gentry Williams, obviously, right? Josiah Wagner comes in ready to play. I, I think at corner, I think at safety, I think at cheetah. Um, I even think at linebacker with what they did last class, they're in a pretty good spot here moving forward to be quote-unquote SEC ready. It's just I, I guess you're really looking at the defensive line now is where, yeah, you need to make up some ground here in the next couple of years. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. And that's, you know, that's something we've talked about. If there's a position group at which Oklahoma needs to improve, needs to bulk up, needs to overhaul, especially amidst the transition of the SEC, it's the defensive line, and that's where it's going to start up front for Oklahoma. That's where elite defenses start. Uh, the front seven and more specifically the front four, that's going to have a huge impact on everybody else on the defensive side of the ball and their capacity to do their job effectively. So I like what the Sooners have done in recruiting as well. I think everything points in an upward trajectory right now for Oklahoma as far as defensive line recruiting is concerned. I also I w- I would say this too, though. Don't think that Oklahoma is going to pivot completely away from using the transfer portal. Because sure. will it become less of a priority in the years to come? Yes. But no doubt there will be a few defensive linemen every single cycle that enter the portal, have a ton of experience. I think of a guy like Rondell Bothroyd, right? A guy that could go pick pretty much anywhere in the country to play his final year of college ball. And a guy like that, if you lack experience in the trenches, as Oklahoma probably will for at least another year, maybe two, then it makes a ton of sense. And even if you don't lack that depth, even if you just want another guy to come in and compete for snaps, somebody that you know is going to be able to give you good ball, then it makes all the sense in the world to go pursue him out of the portal. So I expect there to be a couple position groups, and defensive line is certainly one of those, where Oklahoma continues to use the portal to their advantage. I do feel like there's an overall just optimistic feel here moving forward, and recruiting is one of the the first things people will cite, those that are optimistic or super optimistic about the future. And, you know, getting the five stars, the high-level four stars, the great evaluations that are three stars, like that's all a part of it. I'll tell you something else, though, Parker, as to why – I feel optimistic, and I think others do. Well, they got three five-stars last year, and that's great. Most five-stars they've gotten in a few classes. But let's look today, let's look in the middle of September on all three of these guys' freshman year. Don't you feel pretty good right now about how all three of those five-stars project? And I know there's been (laughs) five-stars in the program recently that you've said to yourself, well, you know, 
they were five stars, but they didn't have a five star career. Um, it's early. I, I, I get it. We got a long way to go. But do I feel good about where PJ Adabare, Jackson Arnold, and Peyton Bowen are at right now? Uh, yeah, I feel very good about not just one, two. I feel good about all three of those five stars at this point. Yeah, well, let's just let's run it down here. One of those guys leads Oklahoma's entire roster in pass rush win rate, and I know it's a small sample size, yep. but P.J. Adabari's got a better pass rush win rate than anybody on the team right now. Uh, the quarterback, Jackson Arnold, has completed the first 11 passes of his collegiate career without an incompletion. And then Peyton Bowen is on track to make his first collegiate start potentially tomorrow and undeniably has already made his presence felt with that blocked punt and a couple of outstanding plays in run support as well as in pass coverage. They're in a good spot with with these three five-stars. Like these these guys, um, I I don't know if those are your three cornerstone players heading into the SEC, but those three are going to play a lot of football for you, and I think all three of those guys are – are going to make some really good plays, uh, some big plays, as soon as this year. Because um, I think we're going to see a lot of Peyton Bowen tomorrow. And i got to say, you know, normally at a spot like that, you're a little nervous about a true freshman playing a lot. I- I'm not, you know, saying that Peyton Bowen needs to be in on every single play this year, but I think everyone's pretty comfortable with 22 back there playing a lot of snaps tomorrow and maybe he even here in the immediate future. Well, and if he plays the way he did last week against SMU every single week for the remainder of the season, I don't think anybody will be complaining if he takes every single snap from here on out because, yeah, it wasn't all good. He did get flagged for pass interference, although that was a you know, 50-50 flip a coin type of call. He did get called for holding on that one punt return where he was serving as a gunner, but, man, you'll take the bad with the good with a kid like Peyton Bowen because – the good is so much better than the bad is bad. So yeah. when you get a spectacular play like that punt block a week ago and you get some of that spectacular athleticism on display and coverage, man, it it's worth it to take a, a couple penalties just based off of his inexperience that he's going to commit over the course of a football game because of how much he can elevate your team with his level of play. 580 says, besides Georgia and Alabama, who else in the SEC do they trail on defensive linemen? Not like they trail the rest of the league. That That is true. I mean, and, and, and the Athletic was really just referencing Georgia and Alabama. OU is a better program than Texas A&M right now, and it's really not all that close in my opinion. But would you throw Texas A&M as another SEC team that maybe OU trails right now when it comes to D-linemen? Or is it just Georgia and Bama and that's it? As far as sheer talent goes, yes, Texas A&M arguably has more sheer talent on their roster than even Alabama and Georgia, but (laughs) the reason we're talking about Alabama and Georgia in that conversation and not Texas A&M is because Alabama and Georgia have demonstrated the capacity to maximize their talent and squeeze the best ball out of the players that they do have on that roster. We haven't seen that from Texas A&M, so... No, Texas A&M doesn't belong in that conversation yet, at least not until we see some of those five-stars start to play like five-stars on Saturday. Gary and Rockwall says, has anyone recruited the depth of Alabama or Georgia? A&M does not count. They suck. (laughs) Gary, to your point, no. Alabama and Georgia, um, no no one's really matched them when it comes to recruiting here. 
Georgia's more over the what the past three, four years. Alabama over the last uh, over the last decade plus, man. They've been the number one overall class more times than not. And Georgia's going to finish with the number one class probably this year, but I'm sure Bama's not going to be too far behind either. 405-651-3439. More of your text, more OU recruiting on the other side. It's Tulsa Day right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Cedar fans. Third annual Tulsa Day right here on The Ref. We are the homeless Cedar fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. Final segment for Parker. Teddy should be uh, flying here in the parking lot at Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer. 7104 South Sheridan. If I know Teddy like I think I know him, and I've known him for over a decade, right at 2 p.m., excuse me, right at 3 p.m., he'll come speeding here in the parking lot getting <laughs> he's, ready to go. He's so very he good at arriving <laughs> just in the nick of time. Oh, he, he, he's here? He's here already? Oh, look at Teddy. He's, he's ready to go. I love that. Man, it sounds like you've been having a good time over at your spot today, Parker. Yeah, absolutely. Andy B's is the place to be. Great bowling, great arcade, great food, and they've got a location coming to OKC here shortly. So check them out at bullandybees.com. I guess at this point you don't want to stop by if you're here up in the 918 because I'm about to leave. But definitely go say hello to Tyler and Teddy at Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer. And again, Andy B's Bowling and Social, bullandybees.com to check them out. Another future cast logged last night for 2024 offensive lineman Daniel Akinkumi, the number one offensive lineman in the country. Not this country, but his country of England. <laughs> Guys, guess what? He is going to pick nice. OU uh, next nice month. Nice little That's technicality there. Can we can we call Bill Beatenbow Mr. Worldwide after he closes this yes. one out? Yes, yes, yes we can. Heck yeah. Six five three twenty. Daniel Akinkumi, another one. Um, what's the biggest storyline? For this OU Tulsa game tomorrow, I mean OU's a 28 and a half point favorite. So, is there a big storyline? And if it is, what, what what is it, man? I mean, I I just think the biggest. I, I don't I don't know if from a team perspective there are any super compelling storylines. I think individually there are. I mentioned it with Steely last hour. I would love to see Tommy Walker sustain this hot start, and I think he'll get the bulk of the carries again tomorrow. Because if Jeff Levy's serious about riding the hot hand, well. Tawi Walker pretty objectively has the hot hand right now. So it's been fun to watch him excel throughout the first two weeks of the season. I'm interested to see whether that will continue. I want to see Gavin Freeman get more involved after what was a really quiet week last week. And then obviously Peyton Bowen potentially in line to make his first collegiate start. I think his snap count at Cheetah is going to be something that just about every Sooner fan is going to be paying attention to because... Odds are Bowen has the opportunity tomorrow to cement his status as a key rotational cog, not just at Cheetah, but at safety going forward, because he can play both. Obviously, we know that. Uh, Peyton Bowen can really make a statement tomorrow against Tulsa, especially coming off that strong performance against SMU, and that statement could suggest, hey, you know what, yeah, I'm a true freshman, but I'm just as capable and I'm just as deserving of these snaps as anybody on the roster. Yeah, I saw a 24-7 sports story yesterday, and it had true freshmen um, like who are you know basically killing it right now, and they have 20, 25 names listed. And I know Peyton Bowen's not starting right now, and there's guys like Dante Moore at UCLA who've, who've played really well, but I was uh, surprised that there was like no mention of Peyton Bowen at all in terms of true freshmen who have played at a high level up to this point. But to your point, if they want to do this same story in three weeks, he plays well tomorrow. He cements himself as a key piece of this defense. Um, 
Yeah, he, he's he, he's going to be in that group here in a few weeks. I think more people will start to take notice. Talked a lot about the 24 class today. Looked at a little bit at 2025, and we haven't really brought this up, but OU's got the number three overall class according to 24/7 in 2025. Now I know that we have a long way to go here, but top five class last year, top eight class looks pretty good for this year, and. I don't know what we think way too early here, but they got a chance in 2025 to have about, what, their fourth consecutive top eight class? They're kind of a, ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, well, shoot, Emmett Jones, got his. he's got just about a whole class already recruited. He got your quarterback uh, in real good standing early on with a couple of key offensive line targets. So, man, that defensive class, that's what I'm going to be heavily scrutinizing in 2025. How do the Sooners follow up? what was a very strong 2023 defensive class and what projects to be a very strong 2024 defensive class, especially if they play well defensively down the stretch in 2023. Appreciate Andy Bees for having Parker out today for three hours. The fun continues until 6 p.m. tonight right here at the garage in Tulsa, 7104 South Sheridan. Teddy Lehman joins us next right here on The Rush. We're the homeless Suter fans.